What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. How about the Ducks? Yes, I had them picked to finish third in the Pacific Division, and we're a long, long ways away from the end of the regular season, Moose. Do you think, because they're so young, that the Anaheim Ducks are a wet paper box, that the bottom's going to fall out? They might be. It might be a situation of they're too young to know better. The veterans that they have, like Ryan Getzlaff, is that enough to get that group and battle through it? This is the Rod Peterson Show. It is... Welcome to Hour 2, proudly brought to you by Great Western Brewing Company. All right. I'm so happy about it. How about that? Awesome. Yeah. So it's not a brand new sponsor. They're just upping their partnership with the RP Show, Canada's daytime sports talk show, your favorite. And we're broadcasting here from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. And they want to grow. They told us that, right? They want to grow Great Western across the prairies and sell more beer in Winnipeg and Calgary and Edmonton and the beautiful province of British Columbia. And it's like, guys and gals, you came to the right place. Because that's where we go. That's right. Right? So thank you, Great Western Breweries, for uh, stepping up and bringing our viewers and listeners hour two of the RP show. So things got heated. Very heated. An hour, actually, not very heated. They could have got more heated. Yeah, it actually, but I restrained myself. Proud of you. Thank you. And actually, I will be man enough to say this. I don't know. Like, I don't know how we devolve into these things. <laughs> I did <laughs> Just, not mean to. How do we get here? Yeah, but we were talking about the hockey Hall of Fame induction last night. It is a pretty good class, I gotta say. Yeah. But our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is, which of these guys that isn't in should be in? Wendell Clark, Theron Fleury, John Van Beesburg, or other. And it got into this thing that Theo shouldn't be in because of his issues. And this Brett Murray wasn't the only guy that say that he shouldn't get in because of his issues. And clearly we all know what those are. And 
you know that I advocate for people in recovery in the recovery world. And Brett Murray says, I, he's written, he says, I could admit when I make an error. I've recognized that and sincerely apologize for my dumb take. He's basically saying Theo may or may not have had a Hall of Fame career, but because of Theo, if you follow him on Twitter, you know what he's talking about. Yes. And I guess that could be tomorrow's poll question. Should off-ice, off-field activities be considered when it comes to a Hall of Fame? Because I'm not sure that it should. I'm not sh- I don't know. It's, we could do two hours. This. It's <laughs> right. a hell of a discussion. Yes. Because does there, is Aaron Rodgers going to the Pro Football Hall of Fame? It's an anti-vaxxer. It's putting everybody at risk. He's a danger to society. He's lied about it. He was deceitful. Stop the presses. What about this Hall of Fame recently that had an anti-vaccine, had a proof of vaccination uh, policy, but one of the people they inducted isn't vaxxed? How about that? Right. You know, is it a proof of vaccination policy to get into the Hall of Fame or just be at the <laughs> ceremony? What is it? Right? Like, does the bust need to be vaccinated to get? But that's what I'm saying, right? How much do these issues affect somebody getting in and out of the Hall of Fame. I think there's things we don't mess around with. Human right. rights issues, sure, violence against women. Where do you draw the line, right? That's the question. Uh, Darren Workman watching in Salt Lake City, Utah, says players' personal lives should not come into the conversation for Hall of Fame status unless their off-field behavior has harmed their sport, i.e. Pete Rose. So there's that. Um Chris Bird in King City, Ontario says, Yesterday there was a lot of chatter here about how much Southern Ontario prefers NFL over the CFL. If you look at the TV ratings, it tells us a different story. The CFL matters here. And he's watching in Southern Ontario. And where are those TV ratings? You know, we used to be able to read Chris Zelkovich's column or Bill Houston's column. Where, where are those guys, let alone the ratings? Right. We don't even know anymore. And Like, I literally don't care anymore. But... There is a CFL game tonight. Like I said to Darren, we could do a new feature, and we kind of quasi-do. What's your featured game tonight? Because I know everybody's going boffo about the Mexico-Canada soccer game in Edmonton tonight, and that's awesome. 50000 from what I've gleaned, it's a must-win for Canada. They must win to advance in the CONCACAF. Clearly, it's not my thing. I'm going to be watching Florida and the New York Islanders tonight, and then I'm going to be watching the Winnipeg Jets and the Edmonton Oilers. Don't bother me. I did look up on the score after this soccer game begins at 8.05 p.m., and that's awesome. Go have fun. And if the Mexican players all freeze to death, that would be an interesting story. I know they're not going to, but I'm watching <laughs> the guys this morning on SportsCenter as I was working out. The reporters, they've got snowy Edmonton in the backfield, and it looks great. And they said it might be 16 tonight and 50,000. And we're not going to go into that debate about how a lot of people wouldn't get off their couch to go buy a ticket down the street here in the almost exact same conditions, but 50,000 will go in Edmonton. That's great. Just don't make, don't be upset that I don't care about it. Because I got some pretty important hockey games to watch tonight. And then there's the football game, Edmonton-Toronto, which frankly means nothing. But I was looking at the game notes this morning. This is potentially and statistically the greatest Toronto Argonauts team ever. If they win tonight, they go unbeaten at home all year. That's crazy. (laughs) Right? Yeah. And it's my guys. 
Murph, Chris Jones, Ryan Dinwiddie, who I love, did pinball. Who doesn't love all those guys? I know. And nobody cares. This maybe is a reflection of me and how I don't follow the CFL as much as I used to. But do you? Really? I'm giving her on the elliptical today, which, by the way, 5,500 steps to this point. That's not bad. That's great. Um, they right have the on. Edmonton, Toronto with two guys on the screen, and I'm like, do you know that, how they do on TSN? Yeah. Tuesday night football. This guy, this guy. Like, I have no idea who they are. Where it used to be Ricky Ray and Bo or whatever. Even if they put Taylor Cornelius up against Macbeth, the two starting quarterbacks, would you really know who they were? I couldn't pick Taylor Cornelius out of a lineup. Macbeth, I could. <laughs> yes, well, I've met him. He's been around a while. But you're yeah, right. The average Canadian no, could. But be. it used to be you could put two linebackers on there and you'd know who they were. Right? Mm-hmm. You could put a running back and a receiver and you'd know who they were. Now we barely know who the quarterbacks are, unfortunately. Right? So I'm just saying it is what it is. My featured game is not Argos Elks. I might, you know what, maybe in between periods of the Panthers-Islanders game on Valley Sports Florida, I'll go over there. But here's what I'm thinking. Panthers have lost four in a row, y'all. Am I the only one thinking Joel Quenville's gone? Are these related? Because I've been reading all the stories out of Florida, South Florida, and the players are saying, no, no panic. We believe in ourselves, and I'm sure they do. But it's not that Joel Quenville's the second winningest coach of all time in the NHL just because he had good teams, okay? It's different for Some Andrew coaches, Burnett. it's different with the new coach and Andrew Burnett. That's what I'll be watching for tonight. And I'm sorry, I'm getting worked up again. But... This debate's raging about off-field stuff and whether you should get into a Hall of Fame or not. And then back to the Theo stuff. He shouldn't get in because he's not perfect. Okay, for those that say that, let's shine the light on you. Let's go through your history. Let's go through your browser history and emails. Let's do that, okay? Oh, 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 oh. He's fine. He's fine. Oh, he's fine. He's good. He's good. He's good. <laughs> Uh, anything let's let's but talk my, about you. Anything but my browser history. <laughs> right. Uh. Um, from Chris Bird in Edmonton, or sorry, in uh, King City, Ontario. He says, I'm as big an Argo fan as anyone, but the soccer game at Edmonton is way more important. And that may, the fact that we're even talking about that soccer game is a win for soccer in this country and for us, that we're even talking about it. And you know what? Yeah. The, the game may be played, and it might be the greatest thing in Canada, may go on to win the World Cup, could you imagine? And maybe I'll look back and say, dang, I should have watched that night in Edmonton. But I don't think so. I'm pretty sure that in Winnipeg, they're far more excited about the Jets and Oilers tonight. And to be honest with you, I think in Edmonton, they're more interested in the Oilers and Jets. Uh, I'm sorry, I got lost in comments here. I got to get one in from Wayne in Victoria, B.C. He says, because I'm a CFL guy, I'll watch almost any CFL game. It's not my favorite game to watch, but I'll be watching some of the time between hockey and football. Thank you, Wayne, for letting us know. Tacona Pauli in Winnipeg says, it's not a must win for Canada. But it sure would help the cause. Say it again. 
the fact we're even talking about a soccer game on this show is a win for us and soccer because I would have never have done that. I know. I would have never have done that. And guess what? There's enough intrigue now. I'm probably going to watch. I'm probably going to watch it. Because it's the thing to do. It's the, it's thing the buzz. To do. It's the sizzle. And I want, now I know what's up for grabs. I've been fault now since I was in Winnipeg and I saw it on the TV in the bar, sports bars. Like, I know the standings now. I'm interested. I've seen some info. I know some key players on Canada. We used to never know, couldn't name a player on Canada's national soccer team. Now we do. We can name a couple of players. So now all of a sudden I have some buy-in. I'm interested. And it'll be on my TV tonight. Uh, Ryan H says, will the Elks put Arbuckle in tonight for a few tosses against his former team? Well, tune in to find out. Dun, dun, dun. I don't really care. If I'm, if I'm being honest. Because Tacona Pauli writes in and says, uh, this is a very interesting comment. He says, Rod, Panther fan here, and I also believe the coaching changes had an effect. I was having this talk the other day. Panthers, I got to be careful. But it's like, did they force Quenville to resign because Bettman made him? Or did they actually believe he should? And in retrospect, was it worth it? Does the owner and the president of that team know enough about hockey to realize that the coach is the straw that stirs the drink? For three years, sorry, for years, the last five probably, I've said the three best coaches I believe in the National Hockey League are Dave Tippett, Mike Babcock, and Joel Quenville, not necessarily in that order. They're now down to one, Dave Tippett. Two are gone. But I'm saying, was it worth it getting rid of Joel Quenville, getting swept up in a movement where the rest of the NHL and, quite frankly, society has moved on to the next thing. You smoked your coach, maybe, because I don't know the details, but was it worth it because you're now on a four-game losing streak? I know. And they need to seriously look hard at where they go from here. Andrew Burnett, your assistant coach, a lot of times is a player's coach, you know, um, can be that ear that the players can talk to when you can't always talk to the head coach. So now you got to find somebody else, I think, to fill that role and a name that keeps popping up, whether it's on social media or in reports that, you know, might be a guy that would be easily replaceable for Quenville would be John Tortorella. I know they're already talking about it. Can he slide into that role? It's a similar demeanor, you know, has a lot of experience. He's one can take a winning team and win. We know guys like Tortorella, don't have a ton of longevity in one place, but they have a long ton of longevity in the sport. Hard coaches, right? So I could see it, and it's probably a need for Florida. Regarding let's shine the light on you, Troy Calmer in Toronto says, I'm clearing my computer history as we speak. <laughs> Just saying. Everybody wants to point the thing. You're not perfect. Are you? We're not talking about me. (laughs) Well, actually, we are. Uh, The viewer, Richard Murray, he is in the Battlefords. We uh, had a viewer last hour in Pennsylvania say, what's the best Grey Cup to watch if you were a new CFL fan? I couldn't immediately come up with one. Richard Murray, and that's because I think they're all great in their own way. Uh, To nail one down is not easy. 
Richard Murray in the battle for it says 1989 Grey Cup was one of the best back and forth with Hamilton. Right. But in my mind, and Darren will back me up on this, the Moose, it's not just about the game per se. It's the pomp and the circumstance and the pageantry and everything else going on around. Oh, yeah. Now, 89 was great. 05, Vancouver was great. And I want to say that was Nickelback at halftime, but I was drinking a lot back then. I'm pretty sure it was Nickelback at halftime, but I can't really remember. I've been to quite a few Grey Cups in Vancouver. Black Eyed Peas, maybe. I don't know. wasn't drinking at the game. I'm just saying. The Nickelback halftime show was one of the better ones. I think that was. It was really good. Maybe that was. Man, I was saying to Lynch one day, John Lynch, do you ever, John, look back and say, where did the years go? And Lynch said, I look back and say, where did the decades go? It only gets worse. Something was Black Eyed, who was bigger in 2005, Black Eyed Peas or Nickelback? I know, right? I don't know. I guess I could go to the big board and find it out. Did you get the well text? Hang on, from Allie in Edmonton, Clark. Uh, she's just sent a new update on the on the Holtby photo. And by the way, you and I were driving through Lloyd, and I wanted to get this picture. Remember? That's right. And did you have a Clark to tell me he's going to load it up before we break here? It's worth it. I wouldn't make you wait. Allie in Edmonton writes in. She says, morning RP show. Winter has hit in Edmonton. And here's another Braden Holtby display from Lloyd. Kev drove slower, so it's a better pick. Have a great day. Now that is a thing of beauty. That's cool. That's on the train overpass on your way east out of Lloyd. And when Moose and I last drove through there, it was dark. Maybe Lloyd should prop a flashlight up at the bottom of that. That's a good idea. Yeah. You're going to put a Holtby on the tunnel. You might as well light it up. Yeah. It's pretty good. Is that painted on there? Looks yeah. pretty good. Absolutely. Abs- smurfly. Uh, okay. We're going to break. Yeah. Tacona Pally says Rick Tockett for the Panthers. They're not firing anybody yet. Okay. And Darren was saying how everybody loves my stories. A, a quick one in 45 seconds or less. Ryan McCarthy writes in from. Saratoga, New York. He says, only 17 days until the NLL opening face-off. Let's go, Firewolves. Did you see the NLL announced Don Koharski as their director of officiating yesterday? Guy who I don't think's ever ref an NLL lacrosse game ever. I got to read the news release. I just skimmed over it. But I remember doing a dinner with Chris Knuckles Nyland and Don Koharski. And you, don't, you weren't there, but now that you know Knuckles well enough, this would not surprise you. Right. When... Here's Knuckles. Koharski just, he wouldn't shut up. Like, he like grabbed the mic out of my hand and kept telling these stories. And Knuckles stood up and said, listen, Koharski, nobody came to see you. Just like when you're ref, nobody came to see you then. And nobody came to see you tonight. Sit down and shut up. (laughs) I can see Chris doing that. Knuckles, licorice legs. Oh, man. We'll be right back. I know. Sit down. Matthew Barnaby coming up, by the way. It's the RP Show on Game Plus TV. Live streaming on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. 
Okay, welcome back, everybody. Ah, we got to get those commercials in, obviously. That's what keeps us on the air. But I was just in the middle of a, a great story. Yes. I just got all of a sudden very hot. I did, too. It's warm. Talk for a minute while I turn the fan on. Okay, good idea. Um, I will say, if so now that I've got the mic, you promised a Matthew Stafford discussion oh. a little bit later on this hour. So okay. we got some time for that. <sighs> it's November the 16th, and i got to turn the fan on in here. That's how hot it is. How about that? Mm-hmm. How about that? I think I'd rather have it too warm than too cold, however. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. Um, addiction. It destroys relationships, families, and lives. But the good news is addiction is a treatable illness. At Aurora Recovery Center, we provide everything you need to build a solid foundation for your recovery with holistic, evidence-based treatment tailored to each individual. Located in Gimli, Manitoba, on the shores of Lake Winnipeg, Aurora can help regardless of whether or not you feel ready or have tried before. Aurora Recovery Center, recovery for life. Go to aurorarecoverycenter.com. I've been there for a visit. It's absolutely beautiful. The food is fantastic. I didn't want to leave Now, not that I'm going to sit here and preach from the pulpit like I do every day, but I said that I noticed that Don Koharski has been named the NLL supervisor of officiating or whatever. And I didn't read the news release, but at least Darren and I knew about it. The NLL is putting it across in front of my face. It's what you have to do in today's world of sports. So our viewers, God love them. They have responded and Chris Bird in King City, Ontario says, I'll bet Kaharski refed plenty of lacrosse in his day, just not as a high-profile official. Eh. Ryan in New York says, I've got the press release up. Kaharski played lacrosse for Nova Scotia in the 1973 Canada Games and coached the Hamilton Bengals midget uh, lacrosse team in 1980 and 81. So, apparently he hasn't refed officiating, but he's played and coached it, and that helps. It's like hockey. I've played, coached, and refed it. If you've done two of the three, you've got a pretty good idea. How about that? And uh, so, yeah. I didn't think they would just put Kaharski in there willy-nilly. Just, just to have he, a name? Yeah, just because they wanted a donut sponsor. Too soon? <laughs> You're not old enough. You literally... Throwing the donut? No. What was it? Jim Schoenfeld was oh, no. the coach. Yelling at him. Have another donut, you That's fat pig! That's what it was. Look it up on YouTube. You were like one year old when that I know. happened. I was watching with my brothers in the living room of the farmhouse, and we were like... <gasps> It was in the Stanley Cup playoff. <laughs> Couldn't believe that that had happened. Anyways, listen, I don't like or dislike Don Kaharski. I don't. It's just that that night at that sports banquet, which God willing, we'll get back to those soon. You can see how Knuckles, Nyland, and I, and I had just met him that night. We just thick as thieves, man. So we were over on this side of the stage and Kaharski's over here. Do Like you weren't even there. Do that imitation of Nyland. Like you could just imagine that. Johnny. <laughs> Nobody came to watch you then, and they're not coming to watch you tonight. That's exactly how it went. You'd probably throw a couple F-bombs in there and, you know, a couple other swear words that I won't even drop letters for. Um, It's interesting. On on Twitter here, Neil Jenkins is watching on Twitter, and uh, it's... 
he's regarding the Quenville thing. He says, you were presenting opinions like you were on the verge of an all-out road rage. Yes, we are all fallible, but Quenville was given a position of privilege, which requires a great deal of integrity, and he failed his employer, the NHL, and Kyle Beach. Oh, I'm not arguing that. I appreciate you watching, and I appreciate you writing in. I'm just presenting the other side of the story. Think if you got your side, look at my side. And it's not even my side. I'm just from a from a hockey discussion for the pet. Did you get caught up in the swell of this? Do you know what I'm saying? Do you right. regret making Quenville quit? Or maybe you don't. I mean, there's a very good chance the Panthers don't regret that at all. But did they think that they would go on a four-game losing streak after this and everything might fall apart? Because there's a very real chance that's going to happen. That's my because Quenville's that good of a coach. That's all. And, and I don't I don't want to go down the uh, any more of the Blackhawks story because I got tired of reading everybody's opinions of people that I don't know all the facts. I don't think you, sir, know all the facts. So it's hard to have a discussion about that. I don't know that anybody has all the facts except the two people that were in the room. So there's also that. But there were people that like, Joel Quenville's burning need to win usurped everything else. Have you met an NHL coach or a pro? They're all like that. They're, nothing else matters to them, but nothing. Nothing. And that's how they got to where they are. You think it's just Joel Quenville that wants to win over anything else? Then you're just an idiot if you think that. So all I was saying was, did the Florida Panthers realize what they were doing when they showed Quenville the door. That's all that I was saying. I mean, I'm not saying they're wrong. Right. And they're probably not, but this is now the other side of it. You're on a losing streak, and you have to also plan for that. You can't just say, okay, Quenville's out. Okay, next guy's in because our team's good. Let's go win a Stanley Cup. It's all about the structure. It's all about continuity. And clearly, they've lost that, and now they've got to figure out how to fix it. And what's, the, what's the, uh, the, the non-common denominator? The coach. Right. What's changed, right? Um, from Robin Wildy in the Gateway to the North, he says, the NLL is proud to announce that Dunkin' Donuts is proud to sponsor the NLL Director of Officiating. That's good. That is good. I like it. John Massey on YouTube. Talk about Bedard. And how he's not dominating like he should. Uh, no. From Shooters Shoot Basketball Pod. Wasn't Bedard hurt early in the year? Uh, no. We talked about Bedard last week at length. We're not a jukebox where you plug in a quarter and I dance like a chicken on a hot plate. That's not how it works around here. You saw how I was getting a little agitated earlier. <laughs> and I don't want that to continue. Matthew Barnaby coming up, by the way. Next segment. You are always welcome to write us on the text line. 902-518-3033. Let me say that again. 902-518-3033. Are we close to having that ready to roll? We're close. Um, from Randy in the peg. He says, I'll be wearing out the remote Jets, Oilers, Canada, Mexico. And Theo Fleury should be in the Hall of Fame. 
the question is not. That's like a Darren answer. The entrepreneur. It's not either or. It's all. No, you can only pick one thing to watch tonight. That'll be a good poll question for later. Yes. Are you watching NHL, CFL, or soccer? You can only pick one. Or something otherwise exciting that we don't even know about. Like Highway to Hell or Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives or something. Right. But you only get one. You can only pick one. What it, for me, it's NHL. Metal Shingle Guy regarding... Metal Shingle Guy writes in regarding if you had one Grey Cup to tell a new CFL fan to watch, what one would it be? And he says, a great Grey Cup if you're a Montreal fan, you know the game. And then he writes an expletive. I'm not sure that we settled on what would be the greatest Grey Cup. We saw, we, another dang good poll question. Maybe we save that till Friday. What about Toronto, Edmonton, Eddie Brown in the snow? 96. That's pretty good. And Hamilton. That was good. What did they call that game? There was a name for that game. I watched them all. I think I've been at 20 live. And to be honest, what you see on the television is a lot different than being in the venue. I get they're both great, but both different experiences. Kind of neat pregame when Henry Burris wasn't supposed to play and then he came out. Let Ottawa out of the win. That wasn't that long ago. It was just a few years ago. Is that 17? 2017, maybe? Uh, well, the 20... Where did Ottawa win? 27... 16. 2016. In Toronto, in overtime. Uh, 2018, Edmonton was really a forgettable sham of a game. The field was covered in ice. The guys were slipping all over the place. That was bad. I don't know how that was allowed to happen. Don't watch 2018. Yeah, no. I think we would narrow it down, I would, to the 94 Grey Cup. It was really awesome. BC versus Baltimore. You said you don't want an American team in there, but I think there was a real cool Canada versus America thing in that game. Yeah. And it was sold out. And 89 Grey Cup, Obvi, 2005, in BC place, Edmonton, Montreal goes to double overtime. If I had my Fitbit on, my heart would have been at least 76. <laughs> the other day it was like 48, Moose. That's crazy. I know. Um, from Jeff Kibilis, he says, what if we give you Mexi fries, poutine rod, will you dance? They're telling me that there is taco time Mexi fries poutine. I'm telling you that where I went last yesterday and you went there last night, they don't have it. Is it a secret menu? Like you get asked for it? Like the old BLT. Yeah. Because don't they ask you if you want gravy with your Mexi fries? No. Are you sure? Maybe Matthew Barnaby can settle this next segment. Taco Time viewer takeover. Our newest sponsor, Taco Time. Viewers are telling us across this land that there's a poutine for Mexi fries, and I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. I have yet to see it. I was just there yesterday. It wasn't on the board. Look, they still want to talk about Connor Bedard, and I get it. I get it, but we covered it at length. you got to watch this every day. I'm not just going to talk about it because you want me to talk about it today. The first ever exceptional player in Western Hockey League history – Last year at 15, averaged 1.87 points a game. Mind-boggling. And this year at 16, he's not even a point a game. 
There's a variety of reasons why. We discussed it with John Paddock last week. You should have been watching then. And you know what? It's 2021. You can go find it on YouTube. Go look up John Paddock, Rod Peterson Show. We talked about it then. In the meantime and in between time, buy a ticket and come out to Moose Jaw Saturday night and I'll see you there. Maybe I'll buy you a Mexi Fries poutine at Taco Time in Moose Jaw. How about that? Saying I'm not talking about it today. I don't feel like it. I want to talk to Barney. And we're going to do that when we come back. We got so much to get to. It's the RP Show. You're watching on the Game Plus Television Network across Ontario on Rogers Cable, Kojiko Cable. Live streaming on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. And we're going to get into a hockey discussion now. Craig Campbell's watching, executive director of the Hockey Hall of Fame Museum. He writes in and says, uh, who enjoyed the Hockey Hall of Fame induction last night? Well, I did, but holy smokes, Craig, let's not start a holy war. We got into uh, the Theo Fleury discussion last hour. I just got everybody settled down. But we'll come back on the Hockey Hall of Fame in a moment. Matthew Barnaby played 834 NHL games, 2,562 penalty minutes. And he joins us today from, I'm guessing, the nation's capital. Is that where you're at, Barney? I am. I am, buddy. I hope you are well. hope all your listeners are well. And, yeah, the, the 2,562 is not going to get me into the Hall of Fame, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. You and Tiger be in your own Hall of Fame somewhere. And I would, I would attend that induction. <laughs> Look. Before we get into the things, and I love your takes, but I just love your takes on everything. But i got to ask you, the Panthers have lost four in a row going into tonight's home game against the Islanders. And I'm just wondering if you think that's related to Joel Quenville stepping down. Did the Panthers think that, let's just say, that's my question. Do you think this is related to that? No, I, I, I don't. I, they got off to a great start. They were one of my favorites uh, in the NHL to win the Stanley Cup this year. Listen, this is a bona fide cup contending team and it is um really sad what happened um to joel and and obviously everything that's happened um with that whole situation but no i think players really compartmentalize very well i think andrew burnett uh will do a fine job with them in the interim maybe the long term but no i just feel that uh you know there's there's times where you're gonna lose a few games in a row this is a really good hockey team that'll be there at the end all right, thank you for that. And uh, it's 82 games is a lot to keep the pedal to the metal. That's for, that's for sure. So now, the Eichel trade. I loved what you said about the Sabres and their thoughts on Eichel. I don't know if you got any heat over that, and I'm sure you don't care, but just your thoughts on the trade. Who won it and uh, how you see it unfolding for both clubs? I always get heat from Buffalo when I say that it's not what they want to hear. Listen, it's been 10 years of misery uh, in Buffalo for the Buffalo Sabres fans. And um, that makes me sad in in itself because I'm still a fan of of the Buffalo uh, people and them as a sports town in general. But who won? Uh, Las Vegas. They got the better player, the best player, uh, top 10 player in the National Hockey League. When you think of Jack Eichel, when he is healthy and what he can bring to that lineup, they needed a bona fide number one center. They got a star uh, in Jack Eichel. When he comes back, he'll be ready to go. He makes them not only, I don't think, a legit cup contender, maybe the favorite with 
Colorado when they're unrolling on all cylinders. So, yes, I took some heat RP. That's okay. We don't mind that. Like, you don't mind it. Uh, speak your mind. You'll be okay. But definitely, without a doubt, uh, Vegas got the better end of that deal. Well, it's interesting you say that, and just I'll examine that philosophy in a moment because I saw Jeff O'Neill saying the same thing. Whoever gets the better player wins the trade, and I, I've heard that before. I don't know if I fully believe it, but did the Sabres fail Eichel, or did Eichel fail the Sabres, or was it just a marriage that just got sour and you couldn't come back? Wow, that's a great question. I think in, in the return, just going back to the original question, you know, you, you get Alex Tuck, who, who's a really good player. You get Futures, and, and Peyton Krebs is playing actually very well in, in Rochester, um, a former first-rounder. But to me, Jack Eichel is a guy that makes your team a legitimate cup contender, and that's what you're in this game to do. And Vegas has done probably the most masterful job out of any team uh, I've seen in their short uh, term. Um, who failed who? I would say they both failed each other. Uh, I think this started with the Sabres and Tim Murray when he, he looked uh, like he was in disgust when he didn't win the Connor McDavid uh, sweepstakes and, and unfortunately got Jack Eichel at number two. It started off bad. They never surrounded them with players um, that had a chance of ever competing, um, not only for a Stanley Cup, but barely for a playoff position. And they haven't had success. So they haven't built the team around them with every superstar um, wants. That, that's, that's what they all want. I don't care if we're talking CFL, NFL, uh, we're talking the National Hockey League. They, the stars want to be built around because they're all going to make their money. But they're going to be judged on, on playoff success and um, ultimately Stanley Cups. And that just hasn't worked out for Jack Eichel. So I, I think they failed him on that department. I also think that as an immature young superstar probably wasn't the greatest guy around Buffalo, around the team um, and everything that, that went about it. I, I think everyone has the right uh, to your own body. Like he spoke about with surgeries and he's going to have to live with it for the rest of their life. That's something that'll be uh, discussed in future CBA negotiations. But in the end, I would say the Sabres failed him more than he failed them. Uh, but in the end, I think they both failed each other. Real good answer. Now, that's what that's what I wanted to get to. The Panthers, Knights, Sabres, and Eichel. What are the stories you're following the most here a quarter of the way into the NHL schedule? Well, now we're looking. We're back to COVID again, right? I'm in the nation's capital, uh, very close to that organization just from being so close to here and games being canceled to COVID. We're talking two years later. That 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 That's the tough thing. From the betting perspective, I work in the betting betting industry with bet 99 in, in Canada. And uh, you know, you look at Carolina, you look at teams, always, everyone always asks me, what's the, what's, what's your favorite team? And I say it over and over and over again, the team that covers, I, I don't care if I played for them. I don't care if it's the Pittsburgh Penguins. I don't care if it's the Tampa Bay lightning. If you win and I bet on you, I'm really, really happy. Um, that's for NFL. That's for all of them uh, in general. So I think Carolina has done a great job. I think Anaheim's uh, been a great, great story. Um, at the start of the year, a team that was, you know, expected to play a lot of young guys and lose, uh, evidently. I know Mason McTavish, the third overall pick, uh, he's done very well when he's been in that lineup. Uh, we look at Troy Terry, um, you look at Zegras, this team is going to be really, really good for a lot of years to come. Are they a playoff team this year? I think time will tell. I think the cream always rises to the top. But Carolina's been great. Florida's been off to a good start. And Anaheim's been very surprising for me as well. 
Yeah, here's one factoid for you. There's not one team in the Metropolitan Division that's below 500. Eight teams, not one's below 500. That's some good hockey every night. Yeah, the the, the Metro the Metro's tough. It's it's tough to gamble on too. Um, only because you know, always. Uh, here's what I tell everyone right now: If you're in the Metro, take the people, take take the teams getting plus money because it is it is a bear uh, in that division. And I, I think you look at the teams. A lot of those teams we expected to be good, but uh, yeah, it's it's been the most or, or the toughest division to actually gauge because every team has been really good. Well, who's been the surprise in there? By the way, I didn't think the Devils would be th- this good. They're fourth. Rangers have been better than I thought. Columbus have been better than I thought. But we always say, I I would think you would agree, U.S. Thanksgiving is kind of where we separate the wheat from the chaff. Who is the contenders and who's the pretenders in that bunch? Yeah, I I, I would say the Rangers I expect to be uh, there and and continue throughout. Columbus is a big surprise. Listen, Patrick Lyon A last year, was awful. He didn't contribute to that offense. And I think a lot of, you know, a lot of teams take them for granted early on. We saw Buffalo, right? We saw them early on, um, you know, playing against every team's backup. So you can't get a true sense of what the team is when you aren't playing their best goalie every single night. So I think that happened with New Jersey. I don't expect Jersey to be there. I think they're a good young team, uh, but I don't expect them to be there. I don't expect Columbus uh, to be there, even though Brad Larson is doing a really good job with them. But I do expect the Rangers um, to be there. And we can look at the Pittsburgh Penguins. Listen, they've, they've been with Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin. They've had injuries. They've had COVID. They've had a little bit of everything. And uh, they've got off to a pretty damn good start. So a tough division. Uh, but obviously for me, uh, New Jersey and Columbus, I would see falling out of that playoff race as we get through the year. 20 games for me is that magic number. Here we go with the betting advice. I'll just fire one at you. From the Shooters Shoot basketball podcast, they write in and say, (laughs) Barney, Montreal Rangers, over under 5.5 tonight. What do you got? Wow, that's a good one. Uh, It's a good number. I'm going to go with the under. I'm going to take the Rangers, and I'm going to say 4-1. to Wow, gotcha. Hey, where can people follow what you're doing now? Uh, Matt Barnaby, Matthew Barnaby, I guess, <laughs> 3636 on Twitter. Uh, work for bet99.net, uh, a Canadian-based gambling company. I'm not telling you to gamble, but if you do like to gamble, um, it's a great spot. We have a great uh, great guy in George St. Pierre as our, our, our front man, uh, but I'm fortunate to be able to talk sports, watch sports, and gamble on sports. So I love it and can't wait to get your neck of the woods in the, in the new year, and hopefully we can hook up. But keep up the awesome work, my man, RP. Thank you, Barney. Matthew Barnaby, 3636. Hopefully we get out on the speaking trail again soon. That would be fun. We'll leave (laughs) Andre Waugh at home. Barney, thanks. Enjoy the hockey. Appreciate it. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Cheers, boys. Matthew Barnaby joining us from Ottawa, Ontario today. Wazzy, what a night. Taco time, viewer takeover coming up and uh, overtime. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube, live streaming, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now. 
back to the studio with Rod. Okay, everybody, I think we've uh, got to the bottom of some important stuff. The Moose is back with us. We'll get to him in a minute. It is Taco Time Viewer Takeover. Every Tuesday is Taco Tuesday for the whole day for only $2 each. The question is, do you do hard shell or soft shell? Beef or veggie? I made it. I told the world. Hard shell, beef, last hour. Moose, do you want to take a stab at that one? You're not, def- you're not straying from that, are you? From what? What I was just saying to you. Saw- he wasn't listening. Hard or soft shell? No, it's always hard shell. Yes. Always. Beef or veggie? Beef. Of course. What? I know. Yeah. Spicy. I know. I mean, if you were straying from that to like, because I like the crisp meat burrito. That's my favorite. <sighs> That's my favorite. And I got one last night after I got home from Winnipeg. They're so good. Sneaky little buggers, though. I know. I, I eat a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of calories in a small little package. Yeah. Um, you looked up. We're trying to get to the bottom of the poutine thing. And Moose thinks he has. We need to hear from Taco Time to get a ruling on we this. We do. What I'm understanding from a, the, the brief... 15-second Google search that I did, is that there was a Mexi-Fries poutine. I can see it trace back to 2015 that they had the Mexi-Fry poutine. I don't think it lasted. I think it was a limited-time offer. I don't think it's something you can walk into taco time and order today. We have an interesting avenue gone down here from the Shooters Shoot Basketball podcast. says you got to do hard shell with soft shell wrapped around it. And oh, how about that? Jeff Kabilis in Winnipeg says, I combine them both. Hard shell wrapped in soft. But my question to that is, why? That's a lot of carbs in there, man. It's just. Yeah. Doesn't, that, doesn't make, that don't make sense. It's delicious, I'm sure. Now, I'm sure it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, a sports update before we go any further. Uh, Duke Williams, Darnell Sankey, and Enoch Mwamba were named the CFL Top Performers of the Week for Week 15 in the CFL. Duke Williams had his first 100-plus yard game as a rider. It was 146 yards. Darnell Sankey matched a career high with 12 tackles in Calgary's 33-23 win over BC. And Enoch Mwamba set his season-high uh, 11 tackles as the Argos defeated the Ticats 31-12. Canada and Mexico face off. In a crucial World Cup qualifier tonight in Edmonton, Canada's men's soccer team enters the contest in third place in the final stage of regional World Cup qualifying, one point behind Mexico and the United States. It's 8.05 Mountain for those that will be watching. The Toronto Blue Jays are locking up starting pitcher Jose Barrios to a long-term deal. The two sides have agreed to a seven-year extension worth $131 million. Dion Phaneuf. A former Flames star and Leafs captain has officially announced his retirement. How about that? 14 NHL seasons, hasn't played since 2019. Toronto Argonauts host the Edmonton Elks in CFL play tonight. The game will have no bearing on the league's playoff picture. Argos have locked up first in the East. The Elks will miss the playoffs. This sports update for dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis. Visit today, dubnetwork.ca. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, order yours now with g2gbars.ca and get 20% off of the promo code RPSHOW. I think we've covered all of that. It is viewer takeover for Taco Time. I've had a lot of people writing in and saying to me, thanks for defending Theo. But privately, not there. Because you wouldn't want to do that publicly. Oh, no. 
Wouldn't want to stand up for a friend. Oh my. What would people think? Actually, Ryan in New York says, that is a lot of carbs. You guys must be runners. Runner here. Moose, are you? Sometimes. Yeah, yeah sometimes. I'll run. Yeah. Dan, the Jets fan watching in Winnipeg, says, Taco, if it was beef, hard shell. But my favorite is the chicken burrito. Dude, I'm going to have to take your word for that. Because it reminds me of when I bought the pizza restaurant. And I vowed, and you knew me then, I vowed to have one of everything on the menu. And I just had my favorites. I got the, the Vesuvio, the spicy Thai, and I just stopped. I know, that spicy Thai. Just, you just know why stray. Yeah. You know, what you're going to get. Are they talking about, uh, oh, Craig Campbell says the Elks stayed at the Hockey Hall of Fame induction host hotel, Weston Harbor Castle. They are large people, but perhaps the Argos will make them feel small tonight. Morley Scott, the voice of the Elks, I don't know if you saw his Instagram, took a picture of Rogers Center, surrounded by fog. And he's like, you know, game time, Tuesday night, 7.30, whatever. I'm like, Morley, I wrote him. Morley, the game's not there. You should know. They probably wish it'll be in Rogers Center tonight. Right. Because oh, it won't. It'd be a mall. I always thought that Rogers Center got a real rough ride. I loved games in Rogers Center. I don't care that there was nobody there. It's not a lot of people. Last minute, last minute of play in the RP show. Like, BMO's cool, but it's literally cool as, as well as figuratively. I right. liked Skydome and Rogers Center. Yeah. So, again, your featured game tonight? I, I'm going to watch the soccer game. Good. It's this feature game for me tonight. I'm watching. Good. So somebody will be. Yeah. From this show. Yeah. Uh, from Tacona Pauli says, Rod, I stand with you on Theo's character. Thank you. And you were going to pick for the guy in San Francisco, your Grey Cup winner. Toronto Argonauts. Hey, how about that? The Toronto Argonauts. I think they're going to get through the East. And once you're in the game, you got a chance to win. They can do it. Um... Yeah, I had a Hamilton, Saskatchewan Grey Cup, but I am changing my thoughts An on that. An upset over Winnipeg. Yeah, there you go. See you tomorrow, noon Eastern, right here on Game Plus. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.